welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright everyone, uh, as I just said, welcome back. I'm glad to be back in the recording booth. Just kidding, I don't have a recording booth. That would be cool, but uh, no. Bad, glad to be back at my desk, you know, sitting in front of a mic, talking about movies for all of you. Um, so this is my official 50th episode. I know a while back I actually like crossed that landmark. And I was, you know, that was more of the celebration. However, that's like, that was technically 42 episodes and 8 bonus episodes. But now, I've officially, like, reached 50, like, main episodes of the show. So not as big of a deal, because it's still, it's like technically 58, technically, but it's also technically 50, depending on which way you look at it. I decided to look at it as 50 much earlier, uh, just because I wanted to cross that landmark faster, but uh, it is really exciting to have have done nearly 60 episodes of this show, and, uh, and to that end, I'm very excited to keep going, and I'm also very um, grateful for everyone who's been listening along the way, so thank you all, and uh, I'm excited to do more. So today I'm talking about Commando. This is uh, This is probably one of Arnold's um, probably mid-tier in terms of, like, popularity of movies. I don't know. I would say the Terminator movies are probably at the top. I feel like that's the role that really, like, defined him. And then I feel like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's other movies, honestly, if I'm being, if I'm being totally, oh, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about Predator. Predator for sure. Um, Total Recall, Running Man, maybe, I would think would be all above this, and then you'd kind of hit this, because it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like the perfect encapsulation of everything that Arnold was in the 80s, and just like that um, archetype of macho man, one-man army, just the coolest, biggest badass in the world type of of guy Arnold was when he was uh in his heyday but I think it's often overlooked because he's thankfully made much better movies so uh so I knew about this but I never actually seen it whereas I definitely had seen The Running Man and I've seen Predator and I've seen uh I've seen the Terminator movies and everything but the other day uh this was on HBO I was I came across it when I was looking for True Lies which I was actually much more excited to watch because I was certain I would like that, but I'm pretty sure I talked about that on one of the last episodes. I was not a huge fan, uh, safe to say, but I was like, well, this going in, I know exactly what it was. There was a degree of ambiguity as to what exactly True Lies was going to be. I knew it was something about his wife, and I knew he was a spy, but his wife didn't know, and that was honestly about it. I assumed that his wife was going to be evil in some way not sure why I assumed that, but I definitely had different expectations going in than what the film actually delivered. Regardless, it doesn't really matter. I feel like a lot of times, even if you go in with different expectations, you can be swayed by a movie if it's good enough. In my opinion, that I voiced very loudly recently, uh, that was not, not good enough to, to make me, uh, make me change my mind. But, this, I knew, I knew the whole story. I mean, it's not like there's much to really grasp here. They kidnap his daughter, he's gotta go find her. That's the broad strokes. And, um, and I knew exactly what I was getting into. I knew this was going to be ridiculous and that I might die of cholesterol because of all the cheese that was crammed into this. Like, I, I knew 
I knew what I was getting into, and uh, and this movie is terrible, and I loved every second of it. This is the degree of silliness that I wanted Last Action Hero to be, or, well, I mean, <laughs> to some degree, yes, but uh, no, not Last Action Hero, um, True Lies, this is what I wanted True Lies to be. Not obviously not in terms of plot, but in terms of like the the tone, and it's just the right amount of silliness that doesn't take me out. Like everything feels a piece, and um, and it has like comedic beats with with weapons and stuff, and like uh, kind of in the same vein as his wife dropping the the gun down the stairs, and it keeps firing and it hits all the guys. It's uh, there's a very like similar moment to that where um, where the the girl in this movie fires a rocket launcher like backwards and then she actually you know turns it around and uses it to save Arnold um like a comedic beat involving a weapon uh I think that was better handled and I think just in general the the whole tone of this from the beginning is patently ridiculous whereas a lot of that lost me towards the end because at first while it was definitely like I don't know it was definitely like funny and it was you know it's obviously not realistic but to a certain degree, I mean, that, like, um, John Wick is still a very serious movie, but it does involve an action scene with a horse. Like, I, I don't know, it just didn't, it just didn't totally gel for me. Um, oh my god, what am I doing? I was about to say Running Man. No, um, True Lies. I don't know why I keep confusing all these movies. True Lies just didn't totally gel for me. But we're not here to talk about that, but I did think it was important to kind of set the stage with my thoughts about that movie, and then why I think this movie did what that movie did. Duh. This might be worth re-recording. Oh my god, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, um, what this movie did better. Alright, six minutes and ten seconds in. We're, we're just gonna call this a clean slate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start over. Um, I really like this movie, even though it's really bad, and I think it did what uh, what True Lies was trying to do, but better, okay? That's the gist of it. I apologize for subjecting you to the previous six minutes of this, but regardless, this movie is a lot of fun, and I think that if you go into it expecting, like I said, just a crazy amount of 80s cheese and just, you know, the most macho manness you ever could see, I think that it's, uh, it's definitely a lot of fun if that's what you're going in for. And that's definitely what I was going in for, and I was not disappointed. This movie has uh, amazing action, and I don't, I'm not saying that just, uh, well, no, that's not true. I say that a little bit mockingly towards the end, because towards the end, it does start to get ridiculous of just, like, an entire army of people, and they can't hit him once, but he's just, like, firing randomly, just a quick cut to all these guys, falling off stuff or whatever, that does get a little tedious towards the end, which is why I wish there was a little more stuff that broke up that monotony, um, like you start off with a bang, literally, because it explodes, uh, when he plants all those, uh, those bombs, and then I think you, you have like a good mid, mid portion part where they kind of, they think they have him trapped in the shed, but it turned out he was in this in the rafters, and it drops down the, uh, the rake, and then he's like, or the pitchfork, and he's kind of using the stuff within the shed to take out some of these guys, I like that, I wish there was a little bit more of that in terms of, like, creativity with action, but for a lot of this, I do think the action is very creative, they have 
they, you know, they do a lot of different stuff. There's stuff with cars, there's stuff with explosives, there's stuff with guns, there's hand-to-hand stuff. The, the part when he, like, detaches that inflatable thing from, uh, from the, like, the decorations in the mall, and he swings across to the elevator, that was so cool. I really, really liked that. And I liked how efficient he was. Like, obviously he's a he's the baddest of the badasses but he doesn't just resort to brute strength not all the time he is very aware of his surroundings which we established right off the bat and he um he's going to try anything he can to 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 do what he's trying to do to to complete his mission and save his daughter like he you know he pushes the car down the hill you know it's not going to start well fine i'm going to use momentum to try to take them off the road like, he, he's very resourceful, and I like that about this movie. And I also liked that the female companion wasn't a complete idiot. Like, yes, to some degree, it's like, okay, she didn't, like, she didn't know that, that that rocket launcher was pointed the wrong way. Like, there's probably a sight. I think you would know which way you're, you're supposed to be pointing it based on, you know, where the sight is. But I think she also, to some degree, like, serves as the comedic foil because... There's not really a lot of characters in this movie. We're mostly following Arnold and, uh, um, and his, let's see, what's her name here? Um, and Cindy, we're, oh, I like how I called, uh, I called him Arnold, even though that's not his name in the movie, but, uh, but I, I just called her Cindy because every Arnold character might as well be Arnold. But regardless, um, his name is also fantastic in this movie. His name is John Matrix, which I think is just amazing. But uh, but either way, uh, I do think that since we're mostly focused on them, and then obviously we cut back to the villains and the daughter a lot, but they're not really characters. These are definitely, if, if in terms of like character development or like like strong character traits, these are probably the best that you're gonna get in this movie. I mean, obviously you're not really looking for that, but I think that she's designed in, excuse me, in that way to serve as both the um both the sidekick and the comedic foil because Arnold's very no nonsense any jokes that he makes are quips after he kills somebody and she's kind of the the one who's she's competent to a certain degree but she's also there to, to provide a degree of levity so are there better examples of like femme fatales in movies yes thank god yes but I don't mind her in this movie as far as like love interest well i guess she's not really love interest um as far as like female sidekicks go i don't think she's the worst example especially not in this era uh she's certainly better than jamie lee curtis who i realize i hate in everything that's not halloween i don't think i've ever liked jamie curtis in anything that's not a halloween movie like i hated her in that she was just like she's just very annoying and i don't know if that's the way she's written or the way she plays stuff but i don't I don't think I've ever really liked her. I think the prime example of that is Christmas with the Cranks. I don't know if you've ever seen that B- bucket of f- fish guts. I don't know. I was going to say something more vulgar, but it's a, that's a really, really bad movie. But regardless, uh, I also hate her in that movie. She's very annoying. So I like that I didn't totally hate the, the lady in this movie. She's She's charming enough, and I like that she served a purpose. She wasn't just there because she knew things that Arnold didn't and she could help him find things that he couldn't have found on his own. I appreciated that. So yeah, I like that part too. And then um, 
Oh, also, you know, that that whole thing kind of extends to his daughter, too. She's full of piss and vinegar as well. She's, like, she's resourceful, and she, you know, she escapes on her own. Like, obviously, they, they're going to try to catch her again, and she's a kid, so she's not going to get too far on her own. But I like that she does escape, and she manages to get out without Arnold just rescuing her. Like, she's already trying to, to find her own way before her father even comes. And I also like that that provides a little bit of insight into her character because it's obvious that her father has taught her how to deal with certain situations. She's obviously just, uh, you know, she's just not Arnold. She's just not a massive hulk of a man, but she, you know, she's a, she's a kid, so she's going to be at a disadvantage, but she does what she can, and I really appreciated that. And then, uh, and yeah, so I talked about the action, I talked about the... Okay, I think the only thing that I that really, really sucked in this movie and that I really didn't enjoy cutting back to, because pretty much everything that involved Arnold, his, uh, his sidekick and his daughter, I think everything with that was really, really good. And I also enjoyed the way he fought a lot of the villains. Like, the, the their fights were very interesting, and I liked the, the like, tongue-in-cheek... Uh, one-liners that he would always spout off. The the I think the one where he says, "Remember, I told you I'd kill you last. I lied." That's probably my favorite in the whole movie. But um, so all that and and also even the general. I like the general too. He's got a actually I was talking about Halloween just a couple minutes ago, but um, he serves a very similar function to um, Doctor Loomis in the Halloween movies to just be like. Uh, you know, this is pure evil, you don't understand what you're dealing with, he's gonna kill you all, that's kind of, that's kind of what, uh, Loomis evolves into in the later stage Halloween movies, that's kind of what he does here, he's like, um, oh, 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 you're gonna see him again in body bags, or whatever, like, just cheesy stuff to build up Arnold, and I, I really liked him, he wasn't, you know, he's nothing to write home about, but he's fun, I liked him, uh, the villains in this are awful especially the main guy um let me see what is what's the guy's name um vernon wells he plays uh whatever his name is i don't know um bennett yeah bennett oh my god probably one of the most unintimidating uh villains ever like i just don't know how you didn't cast literally anyone else like was Jesse Ventura busy? Was, um, was, like, Danny Glover busy? Or, no, not Danny Glover. Right? Who, who plays, um, who plays Creed in, in, uh, the Rocky movies? Whatever that guy's name was. Um, but, like, you know, who, come on, man. There, there had to have been, oh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Um, like, what, what was he doing? What? I just can't wrap my head around how you uh how you land on this guy. Like even um even Sonny from Predator, even that guy would have been a better choice. Like Predator came out in 87. Okay, but I I mean these guys run in similar circles. They've got very similar personas. I'm sure Arnold knew of them and could, you know, could work with them before, even prior to Predator. But my point still stands. It it's insane that that this is the main villain, and it's also insane, especially once he starts fighting Arnold, and he's actually, like, hurting him at all, I'm like, I'm sorry, 
I've just seen Arnold single-handedly take out a fucking army. There is no way this portly dad bod of a man with the most ridiculous mustache I've ever seen is going to take this guy out. And he's also got a terrible costume, which does nothing to to suck the, the belly in. Like, even if he had a tight vest on, then maybe you could get away with it. No, he's got a, a nice tight fake chain mail on. He just looks ridiculous. He never registers as threatening. And I never believed for a second that he was a special agent in the same team that Arnold was on. I just don't buy it. That's insane to me. He looks like a dad. He... Oh man, I was, I was just so out of it. I just so checked out because not only is he ridiculous when it's just him when he's when he's talking to the other guy in the mansion or whatever. But then once he's actually fighting Arnold, I'm like, I'm sorry, Arnold has ripped your head out of your body. Like there, there's just no way. I'm sorry, there's just no way that he's putting up a fight. But um, oh, also I was so disappointed I, that he never went in that fire. There was like a furnace that they open and and he's like uh he's he's getting kind of close to it and he's trying to push Arnold into it. I'm like, "Oh, he's in that fire." And then he's like, "Let off some steam, Bennett." And he throws the pipe through him, which okay, fine. That's not how pipes work, but okay. Um like I can barely get a stick to to go straight in the air. I'm you're they're not getting a hollow pipe through a person. But if he would have done that and then taken him like with the thing and thrown him into the into the furnace or whatever, and it would have been like you're too hot, that would have been perfect. I would have stood up and cheered. But it, it it's fine how it is. But it could have been awesome if they would have cast literally any other person. Anyway, uh, this movie is a lot of fun. The villains uh, the villains leave a little bit to be desired, especially the the final boss. But I love Arnold. I love uh, I love Cindy. I love his daughter, um, and I, I dig the general vibe of this movie. I love this this era of action that we don't see anymore, and that's okay. I I think that it you know it's it's good that we put it to rest, but it's fun to revisit sometimes and to see uh, and to see how far we've come and to just appreciate and revel in the this crazy, bonkers uh, era of movies and for that to to that. And I think it's a lot of fun. And I uh, and I would recommend revisiting it if you're down for some just stupid machismo Arnold stuff. So, yeah, I, I would recommend this one. Definitely better than True Lies. Come at me. Um, before I get out of here, I do want to say that I am... I'm grateful for shoes. <laughs> that didn't sound so ridiculous in my head. But that's true. I absolutely love shoes, which... Uh, you would know if you follow me on Instagram, but um, I've mentioned in passing on this podcast before that I'm a I'm a I'm a little bit of a hype beast. I, I do my best to keep up with the culture. Um, got a collection that's it's gonna be adding some new new members to the family. Um, I'm hardly hardly the biggest uh, the biggest collector even in my school. Um, there's a senior in my school who has the most insane collection of anyone his age I can even think of. Like, I am unfathomably impressed by the amount of stuff that he's had, like, rotated through his, like, his outfits and stuff. I I can't even. But regardless, I do my best. And, um, and it's difficult sometimes because a lot of times when I buy something 
it's my money. I've worked like worked to to earn it, and it and a lot of the stuff that I try to buy is pretty expensive, so it takes me a while to earn it. But uh, the other day, my mom, my very generous mom, uh, she told me that she wanted to buy me some shoes, and um, and I was so dumbfounded, but very grateful that she was uh, that she was being so generous. And she said it was kind of like a 10th grade, you know, graduation present and, and whatever. But I I am just thankful for the gesture. And I'm also grateful that that shoes are a thing that extend beyond just just being a, a fun hobby. That they can actually connect you with people and, and give you a, like a, a place to start from that can help you lead into other things other interests that you might have in common with people um some of my some of my best friends love shoes too and i also like that that's something that me and my dad can share uh later today if all goes well we should be getting a nike package with some uh with some jordan fives in it and i'm excited that that's something that my dad is excited about and that's something that i can anticipate the package just as much as he does and um and so i'm very grateful for for all of that it's uh it's really good, and I'm I'm very thankful that I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford these kind of things and to be able to use them as a way to connect to my friends and family. So, yeah, I'm grateful for shoes. All right, everyone, thank you as always for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you uh, if you enjoyed it so much that you'd like to hear more. Well, then maybe consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated. And if you want to let other people know how much you like the show, you can do that by leaving a review. Uh, write an app. It takes a minute and it helps out a lot. Five stars would be greatly appreciated, but whatever you think seems fair. If you uh, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can, you can email at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. I don't know why I do these in a different order every week, but, um, but I do. Uh, if you have any... Uh, questions, concerns, comments, or suggestions, you can you can email the show. If you want to follow the show on Instagram for any updates on when new episodes are going to be posted and what the topics of the discussion are going to be, you can do that uh, at Movies and More Pod on Instagram. And if you want to follow me personally, I just said a couple minutes back that I post a lot of shoe stuff, but back when we were still traveling, I posted a lot of travel pictures too. Uh, so yeah, you can find all that uh, at gvandrealy1 on Instagram. So thanks if you've done all that, and if you're going to, thank you in advance. Uh, as I said before, thank you as as always for listening, and uh, and I will uh, I will get out of your hair. But before I do, remember when I said I kill you last? Yeah, I lied. <laughs> See you in the next one.